What's up? You look good, man. Good to see you. You look great. Fantastic haircut. That's huge. <laughs> We're trading spaces right now. Really? Are you growing yours like, out? Hair-wise. Yeah, I'm back on the long hair grind. So, How long are you going to grow it for? Um, I don't know. Until I can't handle it. So. <laughs> Hopefully, like, a couple years. Get it, you know, a little shoulder length action. Yes. It's very liberating yeah. having long hair like that, I must say. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Have you ever but done it before? Also, yeah, I grew it out kind of like throughout college and it ended like I'll send you a picture, but it was proper proper long hair. And then I cut it into a mullet for like two months at the beginning of this year. And then I like got a proper proper short haircut like in March. Well, it looks good. Thanks, man. It's where wet, are you? you know? uh, I'm in my bedroom. Is this your house? This is a beautiful bedroom. Thanks, man. Yeah, this is like half the house. It's a great little spot. <laughs> That's cool. In Charleston, right? It is nice, though. Yeah, it's like in uh, West Ashley, if you know where that is. It's like where Tin Roof is, almost pretty close to Tin Roof. Yes, I know where that is. I know where that is. You've been in Charleston for since college? Nah, so um, me and Evan moved here, Evan from Homemade Haircuts, we moved here in like June of this year. Whoa. Yeah. That's Pretty super crazy. fresh. Yeah, we were in Columbia, which is where Blake, our drummer, is still. So we're kind of like a Columbia and Charleston band, it feels like sometimes, which is cool because we're kind of like part of both scenes in a way. Yeah, right. I was just uh I was doing some research on y'all. Uh I was trying to find on Twitter this Jenna Marvels thing because I read about it on your website. Yeah. <laughs> I just found it right when right when we were hopping on. I was looking at her uh tweet. <laughs> yeah, man. Um yeah, we were actually uh featured on a Jenna Marbles podcast as well. So we're we're no stranger to podcasts, but I I prefer to be on this one. This is more special. <laughs> how did well thank you man how did you even find that i mean who who turned you on to the fact that All right. this, your yeah. band name was referenced by jenna marvels yeah so my band homemade haircuts uh, this must have been january 2020 so at the time it was just me and evan and it was kind of like a bedroom pop kind of project like it was just diy stuff pretty sparse um but just we just you know making songs really loved making music and we were kind of learning together how to write and produce songs and then we had put out maybe 12 songs so like the first two eps and then we kind of went our separate ways we were both going to school in columbia and we were actually like studying abroad so we weren't like i was in australia wow. at the time which was amazing like super cool but we were really far apart still working on music, but not doing like homemade haircuts wasn't really active. And then I got a text message from like somebody I went to middle school with, like in Kansas, like a long, long time ago. And she was like, yo, um, <laughs> I skipped to this certain, she was like, uh, skip to this certain timestamp. There's like, they're coming for your brand. And it was the Jenna Marbles video. <laughs> and I watched it and then yeah basically she's just cutting her hair and her boyfriend's like or she's like you're making fun of my homemade haircut and her boyfriend Julian 
is like that's a great band name i'm calling that and she like it's it's like it's like it's made up because she keeps like talking about it it's not like a quick comment she's like you can't just call band names like other people want to have these band names it's like this drawn out <laughs> chance like weird thing um so i was like there's got to be some clout that we can like take from this uh so i like screen recorded my phone and tweeted it at Jenna Marbles and it like nothing happened for like three days. I was like, damn. But it just felt like there was something there. So I tried right. again and I tweet I tweeted at Julian, like her boyfriend. And I was hanging out with some friends like in Australia. So some new friends. I'm living this like new life. And I had just turned 21. And then all of a sudden I like looked at our spotify and we had like 80 people listening at one time i was like that's never happened before and then i looked at the tweet and it was like popping off and then he ended up like quoting the tweet and it was cool but he deleted his twitter i think so i could be making oh man (laughs) wow that's fine it's kind of it's kind of like spiritual that way it's like did it even happen i don't know (laughs) that's unbelievable i mean the odds of that are so small (laughs) i haven't like we haven't talked about that story much since like becoming a a more like serious band or like a band that is trying to be DIY and play shows and stuff because it's like right you know it doesn't really come up and it feels like so long ago and it was such a fluke thing but it definitely helped us like yeah we got so many listeners like in a day that we ended up at least like fairy tale and a couple other songs ended up getting some steam and some like algorithmic you know stuff because it's like wow organically so many people listened in a day so we just kind of like lucked out i guess but it was yeah we're definitely appreciate that it happened but pretty crazy interesting yeah (laughs) yeah right what so that was early 2020 so you're saying at some point you guys like transitioned into taking the band more seriously when was that yeah so i would say uh, just about a year ago Wow. Um, so when we came back, like it was during COVID and stuff, we were both in Australia, like oddly, and then, but not together. We ended up coming back when the pandemic started and we both really loved music and we were coming off this weird, like viral thing. And we're like, okay, homemade haircuts, let's keep it going, which was always the plan, but we're like, let's yeah. keep writing songs and like seeing what we want to do. So we recorded probably... I don't know, six or like six different like singles or random things in 2020. And I think that was really our experimental, like, what do we want to do with music phase? Because me and Evan right. were in, we were into really different stuff at the time. Um, like he was really in indie pop, two-door cinema club, um, the 1975, which is all stuff I like as well. But it was like the pandemic. I was like just driving around because there was nothing to do, listening to Big Thief, like getting into Big Thief from the start of their discography, like going like indie folk. I'm like, dude, that's all I want to do is write indie folk songs. And then we ended up like making this weird kind of mix of songs, but it was like, I think good practice for us. And also like, those are still meaningful songs that we recorded in 2020, but it felt very fitting for the year. Like it felt like we were kind of lost at like, what should we do? Yeah, so then, right. Yeah. Um, 
just to get through the rest of it, I'd say that caught us up to a year ago, which is when we really started getting serious about like being a band and not just making music. So we were going to go play the Sanford Porch Fest, which was like this outdoor, um, I don't know, like festival on people's porches in my hometown right. of Sanford, Florida, which is you're actually playing uh, in Sanford next month, right? Or yeah, this month. yeah, right. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild that you're from there. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't well, know. I, I've never even heard of it there. Yeah. It's a small town, like outside of Orlando. My folks moved there after I was in high school. So it's just like become my home that I go back to whenever I go see them. Right. But my mom will definitely be, she'll be in attendance, man. She'll probably like bring some cookies or something to you guys. Dude, really? Count on it. Yeah. Please. That would be awesome. Not to get your, not to get like, oh, to get it overhyped, but. I'm going to be so hungry. I'm going to be frothing for a cookie. I hope that she delivers. Deliver. I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's it. So, so you guys put out uh, "Where Were You While We Were Getting By?" That was December 2020. So that was about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was like, yeah. So that spurred you on to after that, y'all were like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. So that was like the end of all the random like morsels that we recorded throughout 2020. In right. some ways, it kind of felt like a, a demo EP, but it it was like cool because the two singles we put out before that, Wildflower and Candy Hearts, were like we were really trying to just figure out like the limits of how much like production we wanted to do. And Evan was getting really into, like I said, some like indie pop stuff and even like electronic stuff. So those were also coming from like really angsty subjects, like from the early part of COVID. And I don't know, it just didn't, it didn't feel like exactly the future. Like it felt like songs we needed to make, but after we made them, we didn't really like promote them and we weren't playing shows. So then we released, uh, Where Were You While We Were Getting By. It's a play on Champagne Supernova, the lyrics, Where Were You While We Were Getting High. Oh, Where yeah. were you while we were getting high? But with a clever little word change at the end. I like that. One of the best songs ever, man. That's cool. It's a beautiful song. That's an interesting um, reference. I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, um, like what, what were you doing in 2020? It's kind of that. It's like we were just getting by. Like we have no idea what we're doing. But these right. are the four songs that don't just like we're not going to keep producing, but they also shouldn't just like go away. Like we just somebody needs to hear them because these like couple songs kind of show where we were at this year right a year ago just over and then like okay we're gonna go play sanford porch fest at the end of february this like outdoor show like one of the only things we could do at the time as you know right and we're like okay so we like practiced as a duo for two months every day in my room just with two guitars and then we played Sanford Porch Fest with one of my high school buddies on cajon, like drums, like sitting cajon drums. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was like the best feeling ever. And we're like, wow, we played a show. This is awesome. Because we'd been like putting so much into music for years, but never like right. playing shows, which is crazy to think about now. But that really was the like first step of 
like, okay, this band is going to be real. Like we're going to play shows. We're going to keep like making stuff happen. And then we were playing a show a couple months later in June in Columbia called Soul Fest at this like flea market, like warehouse place. It was like an old warehouse that had been converted to this hip um, cool spot. It's called Noma Warehouse, which is like North Main Noma uh, in Columbia. So yeah. we, we played a couple like little flea markets and they're like cool flea markets, like hip stuff and like artisans and whatnot. like. I don't know, vintage stuff, tie-dye stuff, et cetera. Big shout out to Noma Warehouse. I don't think we would be a band like without them because Man. we kept playing, seriously, we kept playing like two-man gigs there for like, sorry, I'm probably like messing with the mic, like adjusting my AirPods. Oh no, so you're much. good. You're good. <laughs> okay, word. Um, so we were playing like two-man gigs at this Noma Warehouse and then we wow. got really tight with um, the people who were running it because they were just starting it and they were just happy to have music because they're big music lovers as well. So it kind of felt like we were coming up together. Yeah. And then they're like, yo, let, let's do this like bigger show over the summer and call it like Soul Fest, like the summer solstice, the Soul, Soul Fest. So I was like, yeah, I'll help find some bands for that. And um, we just decided, okay, this day we're going to have a drummer. Like we're going to figure it out and finally get a drummer. Yes um so that was like the big deadline like you gotta have deadlines sometimes to make things happen you know right you find that as well with like i'm at this point i feel like you've put together so many bands like so many different iterations of your band i know you were showing me that one time like your phone note with every band member of the northeast yeah. like live set like has that just been a really organic thing from playing music for so long and just like knowing people and people knowing you that it just works out or like how, how has it been assembling bands over the years maybe even from like when you started was it like pretty challenging at first or what yeah it it is it was and remains one of the biggest challenges that I deal with is finding people to play with me live um I mean mainly because I just play so much that nobody can really commit to it um this is actually the first year that um, like I have two guys in the band who are like, I'm committed for the entire year, which is pretty cool. One yeah. guitar, one bass. So, Was that but Sam like, uh, Trevor? yeah, Sam and Trevor, that's yeah, right. They're and, so uh, cool. They are so cool. And, cool, uh, dude. shout out to Sam and Trevor. Yes. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Trevor. And, uh, you know, we're looking for a drummer right now. And so I've got like, you know, all these weekend dates in January, February. I have, I have a show on Thursday. Today's Tuesday. And I didn't have a drummer until a few hours ago for it. And so, I mean, Heck yeah. it is remains difficult. Sometimes I feel like I'm out of my mind because it's just like, it, you, can, you can get really anxious about it. And uh, I try not yeah. to because it's just like, I'm always looking for more people and stuff. And, uh, you know, the, yeah. uh, but what you're saying about deadlines is really true. I mean, I think at, at its best, like live music can really help you get your stuff together. A lot of times... Like I have two songs that we're going to be playing on Thursday that we've never played before. And I'm kind of challenging myself to play new music. And, you know, it's like those songs aren't really ready, but I'm just going to play them anyway. And yeah. after playing them for three nights in a row on this tour, they're going to be way, that's going to be way better for the songs than like two more weeks of me sitting at home, like tweaking them and changing one lyric. Like it's just good 
to just have limitations and stuff. And and that's not to say I can't go back and change, you know, lyrics or change mm-hmm. this and that, but just uh I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I think live music does work as a great um way to hold yourself accountable and give yourself like I mean a pretty dramatic deadline. I mean, you're gonna get up in front of X amount of people and play this music, like you better be yeah. ready. So it, I mean it, it forces you uh to be to be able to uh reach those goals, I suppose, you know. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Um, so we found Blake, our drummer, who's like our best friend as well, which is it's weird to think of homemade haircuts without yeah, Blake now. Right. And you know him as well. Um, and a monster drummer too. He's the man. Yeah, like he's been playing in bands for so much of his life. He's so committed to the drums, but he also just loves music. Like he loves rock music, like indie, everything. And like from a drums perspective but also just like he'll figure out guitar parts and bass like he just loves and like lives music which has been really inspiring for me and Evan as well not coming as much from a performing background to just have Blake like the confidence of having Blake with us and also his like vibe of just like let's play these shows let's right that's why that's why we do it like we we're playing these shows so it's it's been awesome. So we were lucky enough to find him through like a chain of drummers that said no to playing with us for whatever reason, like they were busy or whatever. So we eventually got to Blake and in true Blake fashion, he's like, okay, and we rehearsed <laughs> one weekend and like rehearsed for a weekend and then played the show. That's um, awesome. And that was, it was awesome. So it's, it's crazy. Like how different you can feel in a band when you know you're like, you got a, couple people with you that share that like weird obsession like yeah we have to do this yeah that is really special we have to play music right (laughs) just hold on to it because it's like they gotta want to play the songs you're playing they gotta want to travel and uh sometimes you don't get to you never get to practice as much as you want to like you were saying like there's there's a leap of faith that is paired with the grind. Like you have to put the time in, but sometimes you don't find a basis to play with you until the day of the show. So like yeah. this, this fall we've gotten since June when we played that first show with Blake, I don't know, we played maybe eight shows or something like that um, across like South Carolina and down to Florida. And it's been so like unreal to be playing these new songs that we've written with Blake along with these old songs that didn't used to have drums and be like okay like we're bands like we're playing real songs right now and we're playing songs that are about to come out this year in 2022 like it feels so cool knowing that we've played them on the road for months already like yeah it gives you that confidence which i'm sure you know really well but that's a very powerful feeling that we didn't used to have right and you and you've only released uh you know, so when I was looking through discography and listening through stuff today, I was noticing, I think you guys put out like seven songs, like eight songs in 2019, seven songs in 2020, something like that. And then last year, yeah. you only put out Golden. That was the only song that uh, yeah. was released in 2021. So I'm assuming, and, and from other things that I've talked to you about, that you have a lot of new stuff in the works. I don't know how hush-hush that is if you want to talk about it publicly, but I, I assume that there's yeah. a lot of stuff in the works, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. So Golden was like, this this song that we put out in may that was definitely a little bit more raucous and edgy i guess 
And it yeah. felt like it was still me and Evan at the time. So we put that out like a month before meeting Blake. And we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna release a full album this year. Like we're done with school. Homemade haircuts is the mission. Like we're gonna figure everything out. Golden is gonna be this track that like kicks off this new era. And we released it and I still love it, but it's crazy how meeting Blake a month later and then playing shows completely changed like <laughs> it gave us direction that we had we never had i guess which right. is awesome and that direction is kind of what we're entering this year with um like some tracks that are pretty much done or like fully done this record is shaping up to hopefully release in early summer so i guess that's that's a rough uh deadline for the homemade haircuts like first lp um and we're going to be dropping a single on february 11th as well so wow cool that's, that that's that's just a very exciting thing to be releasing like the first song that was created with blake and with this new vibe of pursuing music and becoming a band as opposed to just like a musical project even though like i'm really glad that we just started ever i'm glad we put out stuff before we felt like we were a full band because we can't make songs like that anymore like do you feel that way about like your early stuff because i feel like it's divisive among people like regretting putting stuff out ever or like even to the point like i feel like some people are embarrassed by their earliest stuff but i think yeah. the mentality we try to approach it with is like that's that's still us and at one point that was the reason we were pursuing music totally totally I yeah know. yeah you know? right <laughs> i i uh completely i completely agree i mean i think it is like uh like polarizing or divisive as you said it's like people have different theories on it and some people really want to be like the 1975 and it's like so curated you know like every release everything is so perfect and I think that I don't think there is a right or wrong way, but yeah, for me, it is more of like a diary entry. It's like, I have to just get it out uh, to move beyond it. And I, yeah, like, I think I, I, I do think about that a lot. Like looking back, like I have so many, I have like three records on Spotify and a bunch more on Bandcamp. And it's like being an unsigned artist. Sometimes I feel like that almost is uh, a negative. Like I've got too much music out. Like they want yeah. me to like read, they don't want me to like, if I signed to Atlantic, they'd want me like rebrand and pull all that stuff down. Um, right. And I never want to be, and, and I think I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this because it's like, you, you know, I feel like you personally and your project do a really interesting job of riding this line between being like very DIY, you're very involved in your community and, uh, you know, playing house shows and just uh, with the people. But then also I know that you, are very focused on growing the project and growing um, your music in a way. And, you know, you want to make decisions that can do both like ones that are uh, mm -hmm. th th that feel like inclusive and are good, are good for like your community. Um, Cause that is a good way to grow your music and to just be amongst people. I think something obviously, you know, I believe in, uh, but at the same yeah, time, like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like stuff like that, like putting out records versus like holding off. I think about this stuff a lot. I'm always like, how much weight should I put into considering yeah. this stuff? Lately, I've just been thinking I should just put out more music. Who cares? But uh, I don't know. I go back and forth on it for sure. Yeah. 
that's really an eloquent like description of the I don't know the situation that I think you face in this space so I think we were so eager when we moved to Charleston especially moving to Charleston was bit like mainly music related like I knew there was people here doing stuff I didn't know anybody I was like I'll just go to show I'll go to shows like I'll I'll meet them (laughs) like that's that's the beauty of it like I think that's been really cool like participating in music from like a genuine place because my my life has been awesome since moving here and that's my favorite part of of what I do is like going to shows or then like getting to play shows and be part of something that's something homemade haircuts didn't have for the first couple years but it did have like the drive of needing to say something and like release music and like learn how to and try to be honest even though we didn't sound like KG Elephant or the Kooks or any of these bands that we love we just kind of sounded like our people that like them <laughs> were like yeah we really like um KG Elephant so we're gonna <laughs> try to make music we're gonna try to make songs and then like yeah it's gonna be two guitars strumming and that's and vocals and that's gonna be it but I'm glad we made those because now that we're in a scene even though it's supportive and awesome it's like you're like there's I don't know if it's pressure or if it's like image like we didn't have image among other musicians for a long time like what did what would those guys do or like what can you not do like you can't release an album every month because everyone's like why are you doing that and also it's like too Mm. much like you said like uh, that's too much but there's probably I know there's a part of me and probably you and a lot of people that's like I would love to just make 10 songs every month and put them out and go play them like yeah dude i wish like yeah like i that'd be cool but i don't know it's i think i i think something that we are inspired of by you is your tenacity to play shows and like the way that you approach shows with kind of like we have to do this we have to play shows because it's what what we do and it doesn't matter where they are like that's been inspiring for us like quick shout out to ray gun superstar as well and uh yeah. andrew from them but just a quick backstory um ray gun superstar we do i feel like all bands in our scene like do a lot of instagram networking you know that's a yeah. big place for <laughs> for like playing like organizing shows and stuff totally but he followed homemade haircuts a few weeks before we played with you and I realized like he was about to open for you and we were going to play a show with you like the day after. And I was like, yo dude, that's crazy. Like freeze. Like what, what a sweet, like what a sweet guy. They're, they're awesome. I was like, yeah, agreed. Blah, blah. So when he played that show with you, I was like, how'd it go? Like, it was amazing. I ran around a park with freeze. It was so cool. <laughs> we had like, it was like the greatest Tuesday ever. And I'm like, great. We're <laughs> playing with him tonight. I hope it's, the greatest Wednesday ever and it was a great Wednesday it was we all had a really good time we played in a backyard and it was like our best show up to that day the most reaffirming like yeah this is what we can do we have the power to play music for people and especially at DIY stuff I love playing even if it's a smaller crowd because everyone came for the music like they know what they're getting themselves into when you go to a backyard just to hear music 
So totally, totally. That's what I love about it. that's what I love about that vibe. And then yeah, um, after me and Andrew had like gotten to know each other from online and playing with you, we're like, let's set up some shows. And then we ended up playing at Tin Roof in Charleston, and then like a DIY show in Greenville, and those were really great shows too. So the network of DIY mentality is like I don't know I feel like you gravitate towards people like that like it's easy to tell yeah. who wants to do the same stuff totally yeah. totally it it, it really <laughs> does work I mean it is a way to I, I don't know it's like tangibly worked in my life too it's just like cool it's cool to be able to play shows in a different town and have people come out and know that it's because I played with a band like y'all and your friends came out and you know what I mean it's just like slowly but surely people getting hip to it is really uh a cool thing and honestly i don't like i got into that out of necessity but i don't know if i would change it you know it's like you look at people who have a massive trajectory on a chart and they just like blow up and they never did anything like this um in some ways it's easy to be envious of them but at the same time I'm grateful for the progress and I'm grateful for the journey. And I really, I really don't know if I would, if I would change it, if I could have like, if I could get big quicker, if I would do it. I mean, obviously yeah. I'd love to be playing to bigger crowds, but I also love playing the shows I do play and meeting the people I do meet. And it's, it's very inspiring. The, the people you meet just by playing three band bills in different towns. It's, it's very yeah. inspiring. Like you said, and it's just uh, the people you meet are so cool. So that night that we ha had together, was an awesome night that was like the first cold night um that was like november, it was really cold november 6th <laughs> something like that yeah yeah it was it was cool and you you brought s'mores <laughs> yeah yeah shout out to my girlfriend mira for going to Publix and getting those on the way to the show <laughs> that was awesome that, yeah that yeah, was awesome she was, she was the goat that was just a good time yeah shout out that to the comeback as well yeah to katie baldwin and everyone in uh was that y'all's first time playing there how often do y'all play in columbia now versus charleston um we've that was our only columbia show of the fall so we played in june for our first show as a band then we played with you in the backyard at the comeback and we haven't played since but i think hopefully we'll play there early this year maybe align it with the single release yeah um, but yeah that's cool. cool man that's cool. Do you, uh, do you guys have anything else going on? Um, aside from these songs, like obviously doing touring and any other goals for like the new year, as we have just crossed the threshold into 2022. The I mean, threshold into 2022, the portal. Yeah. What are you trying to get into yeah, this year? Yeah. Personally or, well, or, uh, you know, artistically or whatever. <laughs> Homemade haircuts is definitely trying to release its first album, its full length album. Wow. So, that's going to be very exciting. Um, Evan has been producing it and we've just been recording between like different DIY setups, but it's sounding really good to us and it's sounding really honest. Like, I feel like, especially this next song, Jasmine, which you heard, um, yeah. some of the early, some of the early mixes, it feels like a really honest homemade haircut song, but it also feels like we're completely. Um, growing up i don't know i think it'll be cool for the homemade haircut listener to hear the new stuff because it's still us like making music even though a lot's changed yeah so that's one goal um 
That's cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of songs coming out this year. Did, did, have y'all been producing your music uh, like just you two, like the whole time? Yeah. So um, my, like the journey of homemade haircuts, especially from the beginning, like four or five years ago when me and Evan met when we were like 18, uh, when we both moved to Columbia for school, uh, was just like, I was learning how to play guitar and stuff. Like I just, I didn't know how, and I wanted to make music. Uh, and he really wanted to learn how to produce music and he had a little bit more guitar background. So he kind of started grinding logic and wow. we just started writing songs together. And then, so the, the cool thing about homemade haircuts is that it's kind of been the, like, it's the sound of us like learning how to make music like in every way like right. how to write songs how to produce like yeah so i'm I'm excited that we're kind of keeping up with that even now for the first thing that's more serious but every release has been serious because it's been as like hard as we could go for whatever time it was released like it's indicative of as much as we knew about music at that time Right. So, I think that's yeah, cool. That's I mean, kind of part of the journey. <laughs> yeah. Even going back to like the songs that we're putting out in 2019, they sound really good. So, I mean, I think that's really, I think it's cool. And that's cool to know that y'all have been doing this all in house. Cause yeah. I think it's, I think it already, I think it sounded cool um, from the start. And I, yeah, it's cool getting to hear them like slowly change production and stuff. I'm really excited to hear uh, Thanks, these man. final mixes and uh, when you put out these songs <laughs> this year, man. That's cool. Thanks, man. That's very kind. And uh, like we said earlier, we couldn't make songs like that anymore because we would want to make them fuller and you know, flesh them out. So I'm glad that we just put them out. And yeah, uh, it's we're lucky that people have been able to connect with them. Some due to chance from the random viral thing, and then just other one friends hearing them. Like I'm glad that we captured who we were back then because we're not those people anymore and yeah yeah i don't know that's how it goes it's funny to hear evan talk about the old mixes too because he's like he's very driven in learning production and right he's always always grinding like always getting plugins watching videos um watching podcasts or listening to podcasts and um Sometimes, so sometimes he'll be like critical of the old songs, even though he loves them too. But yeah, if I could change it, uh, but he's kind of come to this like conclusion now that the songs are just how they are, you know. Like yeah, he he wouldn't change them now. And on a good day too, he'll say something like, "It's crazy that I got the vocals to sit as well like in this song because I didn't know <laughs> anything like, <laughs> compared to now." So right. Yeah. It's a it's a good feeling to just look back and be like, man, we good on us at age twenty because I don't know how we did that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's something I think about a lot is uh, you know, this ethos that like, um, art is, you know, made with restriction. Like creativity comes from uh, comes from limitation, and so, in a lot of ways, like. I look back on music I made in high school uh, or anything I've made in the past and with the same mentality, it's like your knowledge that you have now wouldn't benefit that music because that's what made it so special was like that it existed in its own weird bubble of being exactly what you could make. And uh, 
you know, like we made a, I made a record with Sam and Grant, my buddy Gentry in high school. And it's a folk album. And I'm playing all of the drums, but I'm not a drummer at all. I was just playing like a yeah. floor tom and a snare and a hi-hat and the drums sound horrible, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like very charming. And like, once you are, you know, a couple tracks in, you're like, this is what we're working with. Okay. Like, you yeah. know, you set, you set your own, uh, you set your own uh, palette when you put out, when you make music and uh, so people adjust to it quickly and, you know, in a you lot do. of ways they come yeah. to love it. You're the sonic palette of a project. Yeah. The sonic palette of a project. It's cool. You're yeah. creating a world every time you make stuff. And that's why it's cool to make, to release projects, which we are excited to get back to as opposed to singles. Like just give people time to jump back and forth and live in that world. And that's cool. Uh, Bon Iver's first record that comes to mind talking about oh, that. Oh yeah. You know, like when you, when you're talking about like this record you made with Sam and Grant, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just that idea of, all right, like I'm going to play, all these instruments or all these folk instruments and just like put myself in this cabin or this environment and a record will happen. Like, right. You're limiting yourself to just these ingredients and you're going to make this palette. Like this is your palette and that's your work of art. basically. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, what do you guys, what do you do when you're not uh, making music? Do you have a job somewhere? Do you have some other like life you have to live oh, here yeah. to, to, to uh, oh yeah hustle it out we, oh yeah we got those eight to fives bro really we, we, yeah man so to me that is that that's been a big thing i guess over the last six months moving to charleston it was like we have jobs um that we're doing with a lot of our time so right i feel like it's kind of related to this idea of like making music when you're limited or like making music with the knowledge that you have um right because in some ways in some ways it's a drag because you're like i wish i could play like oh the things i could make if i had time to do music you know like the things i could make but then part of it also comes from if you think about every song like as its own like special thing you know the way that my life is with like working a lot and then also like coming home and thinking about music or like always kind of planning out weekends to record or play shows or meet up with Blake in Columbia etc it's like I think so, so much of this album is going to sound like it's going to sound the way it does because of how we're living like how many songs would I have not thought of if I didn't if I wasn't at work you know Whoa. or yeah whatever you know you know what i mean like it's mm. it's kind of like you write this great song about this weird instance in your life maybe something good happened or something bad happened but then it's it's different all of a sudden like there's this experience so it's like it can be something small like an event or it can be your daily life like every day i like spend a lot of time at work but that changes how I feel and it makes me want to do something different. Like it makes me think about something specific and then that yeah. guy's music. So maybe I, maybe I work harder at music because I'm, I, I need it. Like I need to have it and I need to be thinking about when are we touring? Like, when are we, what are our weekends looking like for 2022? 
what's our timeline for dropping music because that's like the the world like my mind is there so much that it right. kind of helps me helps me balance it even though I don't have like a ton of time all the time I guess yeah I uh, yeah I think that makes sense and it's also like that's kind of a kind of a lot there <laughs> no yeah well you know if you did have more time it is always hard to stay motivated no matter what like you know during covid uh of 2020 i suppose era of covid the 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 real lockdown it was like endless time and i can't tell you how many of my friends who are songwriters didn't write a single song it's just like um you know there's so much about time and sometimes having a little bit more limitation and other things going on it does kind of spur you on to like be more excited motivated to use that the remainder of your time effectively in a way so I definitely think there can be a misconception that like endless freedom could allow for better art, even though I do think there is some truth to that. I mean, but uh, yeah, for sure. You know, know, I think about that a lot too, because I am jobless, but it comes at a cost, you know, like there's different costs, you know, like I live here with my family and uh, living here has its own limitations and uh, being completely broke has its own limitations, but it does give me more time. So, you know, it's just push and yeah, pull, I, I guess. Exactly, man. Like your life is gonna it's gonna shape what you're making. Whether it's like you're yeah. more you're living and you're steering more into what you're living, or you're living and you're like, I need to escape what this is. Like I need to create a different world to live in. I, I need to create a different world for my mind to be in all day while I'm doing x thing but you know i'm living in this other world that i'm making this music world right so and you went to university of south carolina right yeah so so concerning like what you're talking about with building your own space and stuff the move and you you were talking about how the move to charleston was a big thing for you was charleston Mm -hmm. just kind of something that you when you were thinking about like what we were just talking about in terms of like space um did you just kind of see charleston as this like not so far off, but kind of like far off, like coastal town that could like really seem to be having a lot of artistic culture. Was there something that, that pulled you there specifically? Um, yeah, a couple of things, I guess. Um, we definitely needed a change and we needed to move to a place that felt like I probably knew because it's like, okay, yeah. this new journey and me and Evan deciding to move together was a big thing even at one point because we were like finishing school and you never like that first jump of like let's try to do music more is probably the hardest one because you're like yeah. I don't know like this is you know like should we just keep making stuff from different places or I don't know everyone's always thinking about their life too um right because that's that's what we're, it's where we live you know we live in our life um so yeah we needed somewhere new and we knew that charleston had a cool scene and a lot of venues but we hadn't been here a ton uh evan had more experience coming here um because his girlfriend's family lives here so he had like all these new really good memories associated with it over the last year or two and he was probably he was the proponent of like let's move to charleston and i was kind of just like i'll move anywhere that makes sense to me like that where i think it can work and it had a ton of pros i was like okay 
good scene, good like place to live, good vibes. I'm sure we can make that work. And right. also as far as like artists that I already knew, like I've had the pleasure of like meeting all the like I don't know, um DIY or formerly DIY and touring Charleston bands and kind of like become friends with them which has been awesome like the Whitehall and crybaby folks and that's been amazing but one band that we all knew about before moving here was like susto of course yeah and i don't know we were big susto fans we like drove down to see them play at the poorhouse like in the parking lot during covid at like a drive-in show like a pod show and i don't know i think they represent charleston in a cool way um yeah they have a big reach and that they were honestly like that was a big inspiration to right like they have a massive like, well, reach. Here. yeah yeah that's so I don't cool know, that was a big influence wow interesting have you gotten to interact with susto at all or <laughs> yeah so when we moved here that right after that they started renting out their like acid boys house for rehearsals because it has like the pa set up all the time and that's yeah. right when we started playing shows here and we needed to rehearse because we were always having a fill-in bassist or we even had a fill-in drummer for our first ever charleston show wow. so right after getting blake and stuff we like he was um gonna be out of town and we had the show at the deck at poorhouse and we we're like dude we have to play the show like we just moved here we have to play at poorhouse because who knows when this will happen again so um we met a guy named scott dentz have you heard of uh dumb doctors yes yes it's uh scott from dumb doctors and he plays bass and secret guest too oh cool okay anyway he's just like yeah. the man he's just like charleston like staple musician awesome dude and um we rehearsed with them basically at the acid voice place and i met van i don't i don't know if you know van van the good so. but he's part of the susto crew um like tour crew and stuff but he's the man and just a really sweet guy and he was like yo before you guys come rehearse like you should come uh, check out the space because i'm going to be gone remotely do it blah blah so me and mira actually went there and we're talking to van and like seeing the pa and i'm like okay yeah this is great man we're excited to rehearse here and then like justin walked out and he's like hey guys thanks for giving us space and i never met him i'm like Hey man, what's going on? So, That's pretty cool moment for you. It was, cool. <laughs> it was really, yeah, it felt like we moved to Charleston and like a month later, a couple months later, I was like, Hey man. Yeah. We're, we're a band. Yeah. I'm in a band. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, That's it felt, cool. it felt really huge. Like it's, I'm not like embarrassed about it either. Cause it, it, it was cool. You know, it was cool for me. <laughs> oh, totally. Yes. I like, feel the same way. I don't I'm know. like, I'm like unashamedly so stoked when I get an opportunity like that to meet someone that I respect. I'm always like freaking yeah. out. They're always like, Oh, come on, man. Come on. I'm like, dude, I mean, I just have to tell you, I'm yeah. so excited right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to be uh, meeting you. <laughs> we're playing our first uh, Royal American show on January 14th. No way. Yeah. First one. I'm wow. stoked. It's huge. <laughs> That's like uh, next weekend, right? Yeah, it's like next Friday. Whoa, dude. Congrats. Yeah, Royal American. That's like the iconic venue in my book. Yeah, dude. Been to so many shows. It's exciting. Last time I was there was with you at that uh, Boogeyman, Boogeyman Festival. 
Yeah, that was rad. That was straight up rad. That was so much fun. Um, that was an incredible day of music. And I that turned me on to so many more uh, bands, like, I guess a lot of which being in the Charleston music scene that I wasn't even hip to at all. So I definitely felt like I got an education that day. Oh, yeah. Soaking yeah. it in. Yeah, we were soaking it in for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you You sent me like a uh, a Christmas card from uh oh yeah from from homemade haircuts and also um sometimes on fridays i get a text actually it's pretty consistently from you with garfield uh saying yeah. it's friday again <laughs> or something yeah, like that yeah friday 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 again garfield baby <laughs> what uh i'm curious about your uh your like you, you're so good at like being so supportive of, of other people and like keeping in touch and like such a you're such a good encouragement to me and I'm sure to a lot of other people. What what inspires you to like or spurs you on to like be such a true like even on y'all's website, um, for the band on y'all's like short bio, it says like it even describes y'all as like a part of the scene, but also fans of the scene. You're like, we're fans of of music. You'll yeah. catch us like going to shows all the time because that's what we love. So like, you know, we talked a little bit about this in terms of community, but I guess what what spurs you on to just be so supportive of of so many people to be such a good um, friend <laughs> uh i don't know man it's like it's fun to like meet people like we like i think it comes from us not being a band like we fell in love with music and we wanted to make it and we bonded with each other like in the homemade haircut band and then when we decided we wanted more out of being in a band and making music. We just kind of like tackled the scene head on. And I was like, there's other people that have been, that ha that feel this stuff. Like they feel this compulsion to make music. And I, we never knew them. Like I didn't know all these bands down the street right. while I was in school or anything. Right. So it's like making, it kind of feels like making up for lost time. And I'm just, it's, I'm, I think we're just eager to meet and hang out with people that, share that passion so that's one thing um i think genuinely like we are just fans of everyone because they've yeah everyone focuses on their craft and it's cool like it's not easy to do for so many reasons finding bandmates is hard like we said uh the time it takes to put out music the pressure of keeping an image or like not running out of time where you like you feel like you can't achieve your goals. Like right. if you're an ambitious band, I don't know. There's so much to think about that. It's just cool to enjoy those shows where people are doing the thing that it's all about. Cause some like playing the show or releasing the music is where you feel the beauty of it. And that's the reason you do it. And then you have to deal with all the other stuff on your own sometimes, you know, like, the pressure and the time in between shows yeah so totally i i think it's cool to see people doing it because we like doing it and yeah. finally as for the garfield um thing that i send you on fridays <laughs> i've been sending that photo to a small group of friends for probably four or five years every friday <laughs> <laughs> I have a reminder in my phone so I, that I never forget. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just I added you to the Garfield mailing list. What an honor! We got to know each other, and I, I agree. Like 
I hope it's not annoying to people, but it's just like truly like, uh, hey, how like it's just like, hey, I hope you're doing well, even if there's nothing attached to it and it's just a photo. It's like, I took the time to send you this. I, I'm thinking about you. Have have a great Friday. It's Friday again. We made it. Like, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. That's a really that is true. It is Friday again. I think uh, I it doesn't it never has annoyed me. I think it is very thoughtful i think you're a really thoughtful person and i think you're really smart too i think secretly you're some sort of genius because i from my perspective uh what you're doing and what, what y'all's band is doing is very powerful and i feel like y'all have a i've told you this before but i think y'all have like a very specifically uh dynamic trajectory that hey i could be wrong i don't know everything but i do think that this year is going to be really exciting for y'all and uh i'm stoked to watch it and uh see what happens, especially with y'all. I feel like you're going to be playing probably more shows than you've ever played and putting out more music than y'all put out. Uh, it's just going to be yeah. like, I mean, what could go wrong? I feel like you got to be feeling yeah. pretty stoked on this year. <laughs> you know, We're so stoked, man. It feels good to have like Evan and Blake and with me, like all of us together, just going for it. I know we're all excited about the music and everyone has their own relationship with the band and like everyone has a very distinct role and puts their strength and heart into the band so that's cool yeah and it's cool to already like have spent a lot of last year getting to know people and like starting to get involved because yeah it just feels good to go into this year with the full year ahead of us totally the ability to steer our fate a little bit hopefully yeah, well, it's yeah. it's rare to be a band at all in this day and age. Like most people do it like me and are just a solo artist with friends that uh, can help them. Um, and that the, that friends can ebb and flow and people can switch in and out. But y'all have uh, a very special thing and all of y'all are very talented in very different ways. So it's, it's really a cool, just one of those cool things that just culminates and all of a sudden you've got it. And uh, it's special and uh you you never know where it's gonna go but uh it's good you have it right now you've got you know this this group of people that are passionate together about this specific artistic thing it's it's a rarity i'd say so it's a rarity yeah thank you for uh like i'm just glad we met man i'm glad that i slid into the comeback dms to see if they needed somebody to play that nordy <laughs> because is that how you got on the bill yeah yeah, bro. I, I DM'd Katie Baldwin. I DM'd you first. I said, what are the details for the show? Because I, I just wanted to go. Right. You're like, Katie Baldwin organized it. That's all I know. That's what you said. Like, I don't know anything else. So I just DM'd her because I had met her at some shows, but we didn't really know each other. And I was just like, hey, uh, Saw Freeze is playing in Columbia. Uh, we'd love to get involved if you need anyone. Should be awesome. And she responded like the next day and was like, yeah, we need, I think, I think a band might've fallen off the bill or something. Interesting. She's like we actually need, we actually need another band. <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. So that, that was beautiful. Cause not all booking things go uh, so smooth as you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, really cool, man. That's cool. I'm yeah. glad that worked out. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. I'm glad that you reached <laughs> out. Um, that's sweet. Well, we've uh, we're coming up on the hour mark, so as we as we close this episode, yeah. I have two questions. One, uh, for anyone who's watched or listened, whatever platform they're using this far, 
I guess, well, any final remarks, anything you want to say to anybody listening mm-hmm. who might not know you yet or, uh, you know, or maybe they're a fan. And uh, also, yeah, where can they, where can they find you? What, what social media do you use? How can they know <laughs> where you're going to be on tour and stuff? Yeah, cool. So my name is Bob. Uh, I'm in homemade haircuts with my best friends and we'll be releasing this year and hopefully uh, making some good vibes happen. Uh, You can find us on any streaming service, although we're not on Bandcamp, but I'm hoping to change that for the first record (laughs) this year because I love Bandcamp. I think it's a cool way to buy music, especially like physical copies, which is awesome. Um, You can also, I'd say Instagram is the best place to keep up with us. Um, We do have a website and it's going to keep getting updated and uh, probably throw all the shows up on there this year. So our handle is at homie haircuts, homie haircuts, fun little, fun little tag, you know, fun little (laughs) abbreviated version. Uh, And that's actually our Twitter and all, all our other socials as well. So that's homemade haircuts. I will say um, we would love to eventually find a permanent bassist. Um, We've had some great friends fill in on bass thus far, similar to how you said, Freeze. And they're like the homies. And it feels great having a four-piece band. So that's that's another 2022 goal, I would say. Oh, yeah. We'll just keep rocking with it however we can, and I'm sure it'll shake out, you know? Yeah, yeah. If I find any <laughs> right. bass players, I'm going to I'm gonna send them your way. I didn't know that. I'm going to send them yeah. your way. Yeah, do, man. If, you, if, any, if any bass players, if you listen this much or if you're just catching the end, um, just say, hey, slide in the DMs. I'm checking them. So. Yeah. I know you are. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do with the rest of your, What are you gonna do with the rest of your night? Um, I don't want to like do a weird plug, but I'm turning 23 in two hours, so I'll probably what? hang out with Mira and uh, open my birthday gift. Cool, man. I appreciate yeah. you taking time in the eve the eve of your birthday to chat with me, man. Of course. What a treat, dude. What a what? A, it's been such a treat as always sincerely i feel the same way uh i hope to see you soon and be well man yeah dude you too thanks for the opportunity and for getting me on it's just a pleasure talking with you for real and uh i genuinely do appreciate it and i appreciate the advice and i'm sure i will continue asking you for advice for (laughs) the future anytime man literally anytime (laughs) well see you later peace brother catch you later peace out man bye bye